welcome to my podcast your gut health puzzle made simple i'm your host prajakta and this podcast will help you uncover the root causes to your gut issues help you heal and nurture your gut through the healing power of nutrition and healthy lifestyle modifications i will be sharing quick and easy tips that you can implement right away to solve your gut health puzzle hey welcome back to another episode I'm a registered dietitian, founder and CEO of Right Nutrition Works, and I'm so glad you have joined me today. If you tuned into the previous episode, which aired on May 31st, you know that I embarked on an enlightening journey through the intricacies of gut health. Today I'm thrilled to bring you part 2 of the episode titled This Digesting the Truth, Addressing Frequently Asked Questions on Gut Health. where i continue to unfold the mysteries and answer the most common questions that my clients pose about gut health as a registered dietitian and someone passionate about helping individuals optimize their gut health i have had the privilege of working with countless people who are seeking to improve their digestive well-being through this experience i have noticed recurring themes and frequently asked questions that deserve attention in this episode i will shed light on those burning questions and provide evidence based guidance derived from the latest scientific research whether you are curious about the role of gut bacteria the impact of diet on your gut health or strategies to manage digestive discomfort i have got you covered My aim is to empower you with accurate information so that you can in- make informed decisions about your gut health and embark on a journey towards improved well-being. So let's dive right into part 2 of digesting the truth addressing frequently asked questions on gut health. Get ready to expand your knowledge, gain practical insights and discover the missing pieces of your gut health puzzle before we begin i want to express my gratitude to all listeners who have reached out with their questions your curiosity fuels the content i create and i am honored to be your trusted source for all things gut health so let's dive in and uncover the answers to your most pressing questions The first question that I want to answer is about bloating. The question many people ask me is what are some easy to implement tips to reduce bloating? Before going into some tips to reduce bloating, I would like to stress that it is extremely important to first identify the root causes to your bloating. Once you identify your root cause, you will be able to take appropriate actions bloating can have various causes including gut dysbiosis food sensitivities overeating swallowing air and digestive disorders it is important to determine the underlying cause of your bloating to effectively address it listen to your body carefully to find out if you feel bloated after eating food or all day long 
Some of the tips I would like to share here are maintain a food diary. Keep a record of your meals and note any symptoms of bloating. This can help you identify specific foods or ingredients that trigger bloating in your case. Common culprits include gas-producing foods such as beans, lentils, broccoli, cabbage, onions, processed foods and carbonated beverages. Next tip would be eat mindfully and chew thoroughly. Slow down while eating and chew your food really really well until you have apple sauce consistency. This helps in breaking down the food particles, mixing them well with saliva and aids digestion, reducing the likelihood of bloating. Remember if the digestion happens correctly in your mouth, only then the rest of the digestion happens optimally. Avoid use of straws for your beverages. Tip number three, avoid engaging in other activities while eating. Multitasking while eating such as working on your computer or watching TV or talking on the phone can lead to mindless eating and result in swallowing more air. This can contribute to bloating. Instead, make mealtime a dedicated time and mindful activity by focusing solely on your food and the act of eating. Tip number four, manage portion sizes. Overeating can strain your digestive system, leading to bloating. Practice portion control by listening to your body's hunger and fullness cues. Stop eating when you feel comfortably satisfied rather than overly full. Tip number five, avoid trigger foods and beverages. If you have identified specific foods or beverages that cause bloating, try to eliminate them completely from your diet. If you cannot identify the trigger foods, a food sensitivity test may help you identify the foods that are possibly causing bloating. Tip number six, manage stress levels. Stress can affect digestion and contribute to bloating. Engage in stress-reducing activities such as exercise, meditation, deep breathing, hobbies that can help you relax and unwind. Remember, it is important to listen to your body and find out what strategies work best for you. These tips combined with a personalized approach can help you reduce bloating and promote better digestive health. The next question I would like to answer is, how can the use of acid-blocking medications such as omeprazole, pantoprazole impact my gut health? This is a very common question that I get all the time. The use of acid-blocking medications such as omeprazole or pantoprazole can have an impact on gut health. These medications belong to a class called proton pump inhibitors or PPIs and are commonly prescribed and even available over the counter 
to reduce stomach acid production for conditions like gastroesophageal reflux disease or GERD, peptic ulcers and gastritis. The long-term use of these medications may have implications for gut health. Antacids don't kill off your microbiome, but they do decrease your stomach acid which allows the bad guys to flourish. Your stomach acid is designed to help you break down the food you eat, in other words help with the digestion of the food and also help keep the bacteria in your gut balanced. Long-term use of antacids prevent both of these functions from occurring and what you end up with is poorly digested food with an overgrowth of bad bacteria. The reduction in stomach acid can make it easier for bacteria such as H. pylori to survive and multiply in the digestive tract. This can increase the risk of gastrointestinal infections. Additionally, the altered gut microbiome resulting from long-term use of acid-blocking medications may make individuals more susceptible to other bacterial, fungal, or parasitic infections. Acid-blocking medications have been associated with an increased risk of C. diff infection. C. diff is the bacterium that can cause severe diarrhea and colitis. The altered gut environment combined with the disruption of gut microbiome can create a more favorable environment for C. diff colonization and growth. The reduced stomach acid caused by acid-blocking medications can contribute to the development of SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. SIBO occurs when there is an abnormal increase in the number of bacteria in your small intestine. Remember, it's not a good idea to be on acid-blocking medications for a long time as it can be a roadblock for your gut healing. Instead, implementing lifestyle modifications such as dietary changes, weight management, stress reduction techniques may help reduce the need for long-term medication use and support overall gut health. Okay, let's move on to the third question, which is again something to do with bloating. Many people ask me, what is the difference between feeling full and feeling bloated? I know this can get confusing sometimes. Understanding the difference between feeling full and feeling bloated is important for recognizing and addressing digestive sensations. While feeling full signifies satisfaction after eating, feeling bloated can be accompanied by discomfort, tightness and abdominal distension. Let's explore the distinctions between these two sensations, including their causes and their characteristics. Feeling full typically occurs after consuming a meal or a significant amount of food. It is a natural sensation 
that indicates satisfaction and satiety. Feeling full is a normal part of the digestive process and is not fully accompanied by discomfort or distension. It subsides as digestion process progress and the stomach empties. While feeling bloated is a sensation of abdominal tightness, swelling or distension. Sometimes it can be painful also. It can occur even with small amounts of food and may persist for an extended period. Bloating often comes with discomfort, a sense of fullness and a visibly swollen abdomen. It may be accompanied by other symptoms like gas, excessive belching or changes in your bowel movements. Now let's talk about the causes of feeling full and feeling bloated. Feeling full is a normal response to the intake of food indicating that the stomach is adequately stretched and the body's energy needs are being met. It can also be influenced by eating larger portions of food, high fiber foods, excessively eating raw foods, protein rich meals or foods with high water content. On the other hand, bloating can be caused by variety of factors including excessive gas production, impaired digestion, water retention and GI disorders. Common causes include overeating, swallowing air, consuming gas producing foods, food intolerances, irritable bowel syndrome and GI disorders like celiac disease or inflammatory bowel diseases. So here are the differentiations between two. Feeling full is a natural response to food consumption and subsides as digestion progresses, while bloating can persist and be accompanied by discomfort and abdominal distension. Feeling full is generally associated with a satisfying meal, whereas bloating often arises independently of meal size or content. Bloating is more likely to be accompanied by symptoms like excessive gas, belching and changes in your, in your bowel movements. Understanding the underlying causes of bloating is extremely important to address the issue as persistent or severe bloating may indicate an underlying digestive disorder that requires medical attention. It is essential to differentiate between feeling full and feeling bloated to determine whether the sensation is normal part of digestion or a potential symptom that requires further investigation. By recognizing the differences between these two sensations, you can take appropriate steps to address any discomfort. Remember, listening to your body is the key to maintaining optimal digestive health. Let's get into the next question. Can you cure autoimmune disease? And what is the difference between a cure and remission? Let's first understand autoimmune diseases. 
autoimmune diseases occur when the body's immune system mistakenly attacks healthy cells, tissues or organs. Some examples include rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, multiple sclerosis and type 1 diabetes. These conditions can significantly impact a person's quality of life and often require long-term management. The question is, can autoimmune disease be cured? While autoimmune disease is usually not curable, it can be put into remission and allow you to have a normal quality of life without disabling symptoms. A cure refers to the complete eradication of a disease leading to the restoration of normal health. Remission on the other hand is a term commonly used in the context of autoimmune diseases. It refers to a period during which the symptoms of the disease are reduced or completely disappear allowing individuals to experience improved health and well-being. Achieving remission is the primary goal of treatment for many autoimmune diseases. Various factors can influence the likelihood and duration of remission. These factors include the specific autoimmune disease, its severity, individual response to treatment, individual compliance for making changes, genetics, lifestyle choices, nutrition, stress management, correcting gut dysbiosis, enough restorative sleep and minimizing the toxin exposure to your body. In summary, remission is definitely an attainable goal for many individuals with autoimmune diseases. In other words, there is no cure for autoimmune diseases, but you can be in a remission for longer periods of time. Let's move on to a last question of today's episode. I'm noticing more and more people are curious to learn about detoxification. I get this question all the time. What foods do you recommend to include in the diet for daily detoxification? Whole food detox diets are the best approach for optimal detoxification. There are many different foods you can include to help your liver for optimal detoxification. However, here are a few foods to give particular attention. Number 1. Beets and especially beet greens are the richest food source of betaine, a natural fight, a chemical that supports liver detoxification. They also support methylation which is a key function for detox and other processes in the body. Incorporate beet greens into soups, salads and even in your smoothies. Number two, cruciferous vegetables also support liver for optimal detoxification. Cruciferous vegetables include bakachoy, broccoli, 
Brussels sprouts, cabbage, collard greens, kale, and cauliflower. Making sure they are lightly cooked will ensure that there is no negative impact on your thyroid, especially if you are dealing with thyroid problems. Sulfate addition is very important for liver detoxification. Nutritional support for this comes from sulfur-rich foods such as onions, shallots, and leeks. Next is garlic. Garlic has a variety of health benefits and it helps with detoxification by supporting your liver in the sulfation pathway. The last one I want to include in this list is chlorella, which is a type of algae that has been traditionally used for clearance of heavy metals. Chlorella is also rich in other nutrients such as amino acids, vitamins and minerals. Add 1 to 2 teaspoons of chlorella powder to your smoothies. Now, as we come to the end of this episode, I hope you have found our discussion on gut health and the frequently asked questions around it to be enlightening and informative. Remember, gut health is a puzzle with many interconnected pieces. It's not just about what you eat, but also how you eat, how you manage your stress, and how you prioritize sleep and your physical activity. By taking a holistic approach, you can optimize your gut health and improve your overall well-being. Before we wrap up, I want to encourage you to keep exploring and learning about gut health. Stay curious and seek reliable sources of information. Your gut health journey is an ongoing process and every small step you take towards better digestive well-being is a step towards a healthier and happier you. If you are unsure how and where to start, I have a great free resource for you. I have created a comprehensive guide called Fix Your Gut that you can download today. This guide provides you a step-by-step framework to start your gut healing journey on the right path. Go to rightnutritionworks.com forward slash fix your gut free guide to download your free copy. Until next time, remember to nourish your gut, nourish your body and nourish your life. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes. Take care and may your gut thrive. Bye for now.